Hey guys! So before this episode starts, I just wanted to give a quick warning that this episode does contain descriptions of violence that some listeners may find disturbing. If you want to avoid this content, please skip to the second half of this episode. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with my friend, Hazel. Hi, I'm Hazel. I am a senior in high school. Crazy, senior year already. (laughs) I know, I'm old. (laughs) Hazel was in the first episode of my podcast, so if you haven't listened to that, you can go ahead and check it out. Um, But today, we are doing something a little bit different and it'll be very fun and interesting. Um, basically, this is going to be a Halloween special. And Halloween is by far one of my favorite holidays. I don't know why. I just like the whole spooky vibes. But most importantly, just, you know, fall and that whole entire autumn spirit. Um, what about you? I like the free candy and the <laughs> discounts you can get. Um, I like autumn. Fall is, and autumn is, like, one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, I like going trick-or-treating, too, so that's fun. Yeah, I haven't gone (laughs) trick-or-treating for so long. But anyways, here's a quick rundown on what we're going to do today. Basically, Hazel and I are going to share stories, spooky stories, to each other for the first time. We both haven't heard the other person's stories, so it'll be very interesting to see what Hazel and I come up with. (laughs) Um, And then afterwards, we're going to play some crime riddles. We're going to try to solve some crime riddles. But let's just get started right away. So Hazel, do you want to go first and share your spooky story? (laughs) Okay, so this is a story called the Prussian Blue Mystery. So this is a story that I watched a documentary of on the TV show Dateline. So it's about a 20-year-old female named Brigida Yudo, and she lives in San Diego, California. So on March 6, 2018, she was taken to the hospital, and she had very severe symptoms, such as loss of vision. She had numbness in her hands and feet. Her vital signs were fading, and her hair was falling out. She was in such critical condition, she was about to die. And... The doctors found nothing evident because there was no signs of infection or injury, such as bruises or wounds, and many tests were taken and they couldn't diagnose her. Um, Doctors looked at her health records and noticed that she had been sick for months. She had nausea, fatigue, and pain, and she's been in and out of hospitals for a month, and she was all of a sudden, like, very sick. So they moved her to another hospital, and a medical toxicologist noticed that Brigida had been exposed to a toxin, and they didn't know, like, uh, which toxin she was exposed to, and they suspected that she may have been exposed to thallium because of her sudden hair loss. Wow. Yeah, so thallium is an element on the periodic table. It was discovered in the late 1800s. And in the early 1900s, um, doctors used thallium medically 
for children. So like when a child had lice, they gave them thallium so that they would lose their hair. And oh later they found, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's like, why would you give it? But it was back then. So they didn't know how toxic it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thallium was founded, is found in rat poison and it's a rodenticide. It's highly toxic. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So um, the doctors at the hospital, they didn't have any equipment to test for thallium in her system because it's very rare to like find. It's basically one of the most mysterious things you can find in a patient. And if a doctor had to get a test for it, they would have to send it to another hospital and it would take two to three days. The thing is that is that she's really sick, like she's about to die. And mm-hmm. they have to wait two to three days just to like make sure that she actually has thallium poisoning. Yeah, to get like the right diagnosis, right? Yeah, because they can't give her an antidote if they don't have a diagnosis. So the toxicologist was figuring out what, like if she did have thallium poisoning, um, what are the antidotes? And the antidote for thallium is Prussian blue, which is a pigment and it's found in paint. So in 1965, scientists found out that Prussian blue was used as an antidote because it speeds up the elimination of certain poisons, such as thallium. So although it is great that he found an antidote to thallium poisoning, um, medical-grade Prussian blue pills are impossible to find. Oh, so they're a type of pill. Yeah, so there's like the pigment you find in paint. But there's Mm -hmm. also the type you can find for pills that you can, like, ingest and stuff. Interesting. Because when you said that earlier, I literally pictured someone, like, straight up drinking paint (laughs) or something. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Uh, No, but, like, everything has, like, a medical part to it, Mm -hmm. especially elements. Um, So the reason Prussian Blue is highly difficult to obtain is because it's also an antidote for radiation poisoning. What? Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So the U.S. government has a supply of Prussian blue that is locked away and guarded because they need it in case of a nuclear attack. Yeah. Whoa, that's insane. I know, it's kind of crazy how something such as a pigment can cure someone so easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even radiation. Like, radiation is, like, hard to... Get rid of. Yeah, basically. It takes decades for it to, like, go away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the crazy thing is that all this happened days before the president, Donald Trump, was going to visit San Diego to discuss the border wall. So, the FBI were very skeptical when the San Diego doctors needed Prussian blue, um, since thallium was used as an assassination weapon against spies and the and government officials back then. So the order for Prussian blue basically set off a whole bunch of alarms and people were very skeptical because they're like, what's going on? Is like someone trying to like kill the president or like government officials? Oh my God. It's kind of sad too. Is it? It's 
It's pronounced Perusian blue? Prusian. Prusian blue? Oh, okay. I thought you said Persian blue in the beginning. Did I say it wrong? No, I don't know. Persian? Persian cats? (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god. If I, like, say something wrong, just put, like, a snippet of me saying Persian. Persian. It's okay. so off. Yeah, okay. So, three days after they sent for, to get lab results, they got her lab results, and they found that her thallium levels were a thousand times more than the acceptable level <gasps> it could be. Holy crap. How is she still alive? <laughs> Literally. Like, and this has been, like, happening for months. Like, she's been ingesting thallium. Jeez. And she's still alive. Dang. So, the doctor gave her Prussian blue. And he was, like, kind of scared because he didn't think it would be enough for the amount of thallium she had in her. So they put her on dialysis, which is basically getting her blood and, like, filtering out the, the chemicals and poisons. Um, so, yeah, she got better. And then FBI agents were concerned why she had such high levels of thallium, and they began their investigation. Ooh, here comes the tea. Ooh, okay. Doing this. So, yeah, so they tested the school that she worked at and her home and found nothing. Didn't find any thallium in her areas. What? Um, then they decided to test the possibility that someone intentionally poisoned her. <gasps> Toxicologists found that thallium was in her digestive tract, concluding that she was poisoned by food. So partially quoting the FBI agent, he said that historically and statistically speaking, poisoning is usually committed by a close family member or friend. So they suspected that one of her family members or someone she's close to possibly tried to kill her. Oh my, dude, that is so dark. That's... And you said that's, like, poisoning is the method? Yeah, like, usually when someone gets poisoned, it's usually by a family member or friend. Oh, my God. Wow. It's really sad. People noticed that her husband, Ray Sudo, acted normal during their discussion with the FBI agents because he was, like, saying the right things. He had some tears. But the medical staff were suspicious of him because he was asking the wrong questions, and the husband was not concerned with what was happening to her. Then, Brigida told the FBI agents that he had a strange hobby, so the husband collected plant seeds that um, could be used to create poisons. Hold on, what? Plant seeds? Yeah, he, like, collected them as a hobby. Wait, so so the woman who had a lot of thallium in her, she's the one who told the FBI agents that? Yeah. Oh my, and she didn't notice that that was strange beforehand? Well, the seeds didn't create thallium. It, oh. it, was, just, it was just something like he had a weird thing to do. Oh, okay. Um, so when she told that to the police, the police got a search warrant. And Brigida's mother remembered seeing Race throw something in the garbage. And they found a trash bag full of receipts of him buying the exotic seeds, some equipment, and, like, solutions for poison. The seeds that they found made deadly poisons. Oh, my 
goodness, this guy's not okay. So they took all his electronics and they found deleted downloads of two books that are named Criminal Poisoning and The Poisoner's Handbook. Bruh, what? He honestly almost got away with it. That's crazy. So what happened to him afterwards? You'll see. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, however, all this evidence of, like, the seeds, the receipts, the equipment they found, the downloads of the books, they couldn't convict him because they found no thallium, which basically got her sick. So he was basically a free man, right? Uh-huh. Then they found out that Race, which is Brigida's husband, had a secret life with the girlfriend, and the girlfriend thought that Brigida was dead. <gasps> so he had an affair. And he told the girlfriend that he wished Brigida died so that their <gasps> marriage would be over and that he would get sole custody of his son. Ew. Or their son. No. Oh my god, no. Yeah, so um, then the police asked him to take a polygraph test, which he failed, and he then confessed to poisoning and attempting to murder her, and he was sentenced to 21 years in prison. And this is all true. This is like true. Yeah, this is a true story. See, the thing is, I don't, I can't ever understand people like him. This whole, like, episode so far has just been me saying, oh, my God. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, why? Why does this happen? And I, like, talk to people about this, and they just say it's because they don't want to deal with going to court for the custody of of the child. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. why would you want to – why would you want to put someone through that or, like, kill someone? Like, that's just extreme. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's justifiable at all. It's not. Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Why would you, why would you want to do something to a woman that at least you loved at one point in your life, right? Like, that's horrifying. That's terrible. Oh my gosh. This makes me so sad. Yeah, they were together for, like, almost 10 years because they met in, like, high school. (gasps) They were high school And she's 28. Yeah, and he killed her. She didn't kill her, but he tried to kill her. She's healthy now. Oh, thank God. At least she's good now. I feel bad, too, because the the dad went on dates so many times with the girlfriend, or the mistress, I guess you can say, that the son started calling her mom. (gasps) Wait, how old was the son? um, The son is less than two years old. No. Oh, my God. No. Poor child. For real. That's so sad. I'm just glad that she's alive. Because even though, like, he's in jail or prison, I mean, at least um, the son is with someone who actually, like, cares. Yeah, honestly, I'm happy that the ending of the story is good. She survived, and that's the most important part. Okay, I guess... We can move on to my story. So my story is not a true crime story. It's more like a legend and people are trying to discover whether this is true or not. I chose this because if you haven't listened to episode 28 with Isabella, 
I'm pretty sure we mentioned briefly something about like the bunny video, like the horror bunny video. We don't go in depth about it. Um, and I don't know if I cut that out or if it's in the final cut. I don't remember. But uh, basically, there's this movie called Bunny Man Massacre. And I watched this and like it low key traumatized me. It was very gory and disgusting, and I don't ever want to see it again. But um, it's based off like a true or quote inspired from a real story. Remember quotes. Um, but this is mostly like a legend, and people are trying to see if it's true or not. Basically, the short summary is that there's the idea that there is a murder in a bunny suit. So this guy just wearing a random bunny suit who stalks this bridge on Clifton, Virginia every Halloween night. And it's been a rumor that's passed on from teen to kids and they would like scare each other with this story. I found these information from these two articles. One is called WAMU and the other one is called Washingtonian. Um, and basically there's this journalist, his name is Matt Blitz and he shares what he's heard from this quote unquote legend. The legend started in 1904 and basically there's an insane asylum not far away from the bridge and the residents of that town didn't like the idea of having an insane asylum near their own homes. So they went to the government and they shut it down. And all the patients in that insane asylum were taken on a bus to a separate prison. Supposedly, they said the bus swerved and then crashed. And then all of the inmates tried to escape. But then eventually, you know... Um, the police and other authorities were able to gather all of them except one person. And eventually they named this mental patient Douglas Griffin. They said that after the crash, he just disappeared. And after weeks go by, they found corpses of rabbits in the woods. Like um, the, the road in which the bus crashed near the bridge, um, it was surrounded by trees and it was basically like a forest. Um, but basically in that area, there was just a ton of dead rabbits that showed up, which was very strange. And people said that it was Douglas eating the bunnies to stay alive. And then this is where it gets really dark. Again, quoting from Blitz, he says from the rumor that um, basically on one specific Halloween night, there were just a group of kids who were chilling near the bridge. And then all of a sudden, they see this random bright light or an orb, as they would describe. And then all of a sudden, quote, in a flash, they all been strung up like the bunnies. <gasps> so th these kids were literally like murdered, like how the quote bunny man murdered the other bunnies. And that's, like, the most disgusting part because it's, like, what the heck is wrong with this person? Um, and, of course, they assume that the killer was the missing mental patient, a.k.a. Douglas Griffin. And so the rumors kept going on and that they said, if you go there on the bridge in Clifton, Virginia, on Halloween night, 
you'll end up like the group of kids and those bunnies. And so, of course, that is just a legend. There's some skeptics who say that this is not a true story because there was actually no insane asylums in that town in 1904. And there weren't likely to be buses that would have carried mental patients around um, because, again, it's 1904. But recently, there's this guy, his name is Brian Conley, and he works as an archivist for Fairfax County government. And he's trying to find out if the legend is true or not. And I think one specific story that he shared was very interesting. It's, it's very creepy. Um, but basically, he said that there were multiple reports that people saw like a, a random man just dressed up as a bunny near the bridge, people described what they saw as, quote, a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny years appeared. There was this couple, okay, this like old happily married couple who reported that they saw, quote, a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny years. And they also said that the bunny man would just yell at that couple and say, you're on my private property. And then like he'd have their tag numbers. And then eventually he threw, and I'm saying he threw, okay, an entire wood handled hatchet at their car. Thank God the couple was not hurt, but that is what they claimed. And then the craziest part was two weeks later, the bunny man showed up again about a block away from where they originally saw him. And he said that now he was holding an axe and he just started chopping at poles near that area where he was standing. And he threatened people and said, all you people who trespass here have to get out of there or else he's going to, quote, bust you on the head. Um, and, you know, Conley, the archivist, he's still trying to track down who this man is that people are reporting and, you know, talking about. But no one knows till this day who the bunny man is, what his motivation was, and just any information about it. No one knows. But there are still people who are joking about this in Virginia and people who you know, don't um, know, like, the whole story. So as of right now, people are just, like, talking about it as a legend to scare the children. That's the end of my spooky story. It's very, I think I'd say, disturbing. So when did the couple report it? He said in 1970. That's kind of, like, I don't know, because, I feel like the timelines don't match up, and especially, like, with in uh, insane asylums. I don't know if they were, like, built that early. I feel like they or, like, were even... built that early, but there's, like, just... Because earlier they said that, like, in public records, there was no insane asylum in Clifford, Virginia. Yeah, especially, like, a bus. I don't know. It just kind of seems off, but you never know. It could be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And like they were saying how it might not actually just, it might not be the mental patient who's dressed up as a bunny, but like their child or something like their, their kid basically, who's like taking on his spot for his dad. If, if you're planning on watching Bunny Man Massacre, I'm just warning you, it's very gruesome. Like, there's so many blood scenes. And if you're not into gore, um, you should definitely look away and, like, don't even Google it. <laughs> yeah, don't even watch it. Yeah. I've never watched it. It's like... I probably wouldn't. Don't watch it at night. <laughs> but yeah, do you have any more comments about my story? Poor bunnies. I was going to say that. Poor bunnies. For real, poor bunnies. Like, those innocent bunnies. Do people actually eat bunnies? Chocolate bunnies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's why you don't go out at night on Halloween alone. Yeah. Like, only go when there's a good group of people. Mm Mm-hmm. As much as I love Halloween, I would never go out by myself. Yeah, never. Even, like, on a regular day. <laughs> yeah. Like, at night, alone, no. Unless it's, like, somewhere where there's cameras and lights. So, moving on, Hazel has a second story to share, and I'm really excited to hear this because Hazel's stories are always, like, really crazy and insane, and I think I think this one might be one of the top ones. Yeah, I find really, like, gruesome stories. Not that I look for them. I just wanted to add that Hazel's also in forensic science and criminal justice in our school. So she she has the beginner, you know, education stuff in that realm going. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm exposed to a lot of creepy, crazy stories at school Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. okay so this story is like it has a docuseries on netflix oh the docuseries on netflix is called don't with cats it takes place in canada so the overall story crime story is lin john was murdered by luca magnata so before all before before Lynn was murdered, um, a video on the internet showed Luca Magnata placing cats in a plastic bag and then vacuuming the air out of that bag, and he murdered the cats. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the thing, though, is that the police did nothing about it. What? Yeah. And... Um, the good thing is that all these people got together, created a Facebook page, um, talking about, like, these cats and trying to figure out who this person was so that he could be blamed and, like, go to jail for it. Um, so, and so they could catch the killer. So, like, um, later on, Luca created another video um, where he got a snake and a cat, and he let the snake kill the cat. He put cats in, like, a bathtub and, like, drowned them. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. He did. He killed a lot of cats. And it's just so sad because I love cats. And one of the, like, things that when somebody kills an animal, usually that further leads them to, you know, escalate and kill a person. 
So right after this video happened, he posted another video where he killed a human. Luca showed a video of him like killing Lin Jun and playing around with the corpse. And Luca dismembered the body and sent the hands and the feet to the headquarters of Canada's conservative and liberal parties, then to elementary schools. What? He oh sent my- body parts. I know, crazy. Oh my, wait, okay. There's so many questions I have right now. First, why is he, is he posting these online? Like on YouTube? Like, yeah. Just like, like, I think it's like the dark web or something, but people found it. I, I'm not, I forgot. Okay, that is, what? And why? Oh my God. No, my brain can't handle this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, like, all these things happened, and the police didn't do anything until an actual person was killed. But even before the person was killed, the Facebook page, they went on a manhunt for Luca, and they tried to figure out, like, where he was, they tried to figure out his real name, and, like, to catch him. Then he was later found and arrested. Um, He was put in trial, and then he was sentenced to life in prison. There's so many factors of this that is wrong. And the fact that it technically could have been prevented makes me very frustrated. Yeah. Like, um, if the police would have listened to them, it would have never happened. It happened for a long time of him, like, killing and getting away with it. When he killed a person, the police actually did something about it. Wow, that's unbelievable. I really have no words. Like, even, like, dismembering a body is just absolutely, like, blows my mind because it's disgusting and, like, cruel. Why did he choose Lin? Um, so they, like, lived together for a while because, um, he, like, he was, like, an exchange student. hmm So, I mean, he was, like, right there, so he just, like, killed him because he didn't think that people would miss him, I guess. And it was just so like, why would you kill someone what who literally heck? did nothing to you? And he said no one would miss him? What? These people are twisted. I will never, ever, ever understand what's going on in their minds. I know a lot of way worse crimes than this one. There are killers who have killed 40, hundreds, and like in way worse ways. Yeah, I, but the, mm-hmm. it's still very cruel. Yeah, there's def. I mean, you know, there you got Ted Bundy, Zodiac Killer, right? Golden State Killer. I don't know. I don't know what's going on inside their minds. I don't know what motivates them. Why they find pleasure in doing this? There's no lesson in this episode. This is a Halloween special. Um, so for you crime junkies out there halloween lovers i hope these stories are interesting for you to hear um and i hope whoever is listening uh i hope that you're doing okay if you're a little bit more squeamish like me we'll take a break and then we'll move on to our next part and solve some crime riddles which is going to be a little bit more lighthearted. So see you guys after this break.
All right, so now we're going to move on to our second session of this podcast. Hazel and I are going to be solving some crime riddles. This was found on a website called Crime Investigation. We'll just get started right away. So here is the riddle. Hazel, are you ready? Yes. All right, so a man is murdered on a Sunday morning. His wife calls the police who question the wife and household staff. They are given the following alibis. The wife was sleeping. The butler was cleaning the silver. The gardener was mowing the lawn. The maid was getting the post, which I'm assuming is the mail. The cook was preparing breakfast. Who did they arrest and why? Okay, wait, so a man is murdered and his wife calls the police. Yeah, I feel like I know. Wait, I know too. Let's go on three. Oh, like who we think it is? Okay. Yeah, okay. Three, two, one. The maid. Oh. Wait, why did you say the cook? Right here. This is my theory. So, Uh the butler was cleaning the silver. The cook was preparing breakfast. How would the cook prepare breakfast? breakfast if the silver is being cleaned like wouldn't he be using silver to like cut up the food or like something I don't know what is your theory see my theory is that it said a man is murdered on a Sunday morning but the maid was getting the post you don't get mail on Sundays you don't no you don't oh (laughs) okay you want to see the answer I feel like you're right. <laughs> Let's see. <Okay>. Ready? <laughs> you're probably right. Ah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, you got it! Oh, my God. Dude, I didn't know that. Okay. Now you yeah! know. <laughs> Good job. Man, Thank you're you. a better detective than me. <laughs> <laughs> good job. That's one, though. Thank That's you. That's a good way. That's a good thing. I didn't know that. I feel like I've heard this somewhere. Mm. The more you know. <laughs> no. True. I didn't know they didn't give mail on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, or, yeah, I don't know if Amazon does that, but I know, like, normal, like, you know, normal mail, post office mail doesn't deliver on Sundays. Okay. You want to read this next one? Okay. A woman shoots her husband before holding him underwater for five minutes. Later, they head out for a romantic dinner together. How can this be? What? She shoots her husband and then holds him underwater. Is it like a play on the word shoots? Are well, they else would shoots mean? <laughs> like, oh, shoot. No. <laughs> okay, she shoots her husband and then before holding him underwater. So she puts him in water five minutes. Unless it's a play on the word underwater. They're mermaids. Later, they <laughs> head out. Head out. Uh, oh, what if they is not the woman and her husband, but like they as in the woman and someone else? Maybe. Yeah, maybe she has like a, or like someone else. Well, they never, oh wait, she's her husband. Maybe she like ate him and then <laughs> she went out for dinner. Because technically it's like, She's he's in her, so then oh they Oh my went. god, Hazel! Know, it's like gross. 
Ew, very good. Bad. What the heck? Oh my oh god. My god. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the riddle. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel like I read this before. I don't know. This one's really Maybe. hard. Yeah. Only shot him in the leg or something, and he didn't die. True. And he can hold his breath for more than five minutes. <laughs> Maybe. She shoots him with a Nerf gun. Because they never said it's they never said it's a gun with bullets. True. Wait, later they head out head head like head out for maybe she like brought his corpse to dinner. No. Maybe like they didn't oh go God. actually go out. Maybe it's just like at their living room table or something. Okay, I let's just see what the answer is. This one's she really resurrected him. <laughs> <laughs> She's a witch. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm scared. I feel like something. What? What? Yeah. She, she shot her husband with that camera and developed the phone. Huh? This, this is such is a so lame odd. answer. Yeah, the answer. The answer Trash. to that riddle was she shot her husband with a camera and developed the photo. We okay. Now it sounds like we're we're insane because we just. <laughs> We're, like, thinking of the darkest things now. Here's the third riddle. You can read this. Okay. One Thursday morning, a postman discovers the murder of an old man who lived alone in a remote cottage. When the police arrive at the scene, they find two bottles of milk, Monday's newspaper, local business flyers, unopened mail. Who is the suspect? Huh? Who is the suspect? I, I bet it's good. They're gonna say it's the postman. <laughs> yeah. Morning, a postman discovers. Is it because of the unopened mail? No. Oh wait. Oh. Oh you, wait. You're supposed to be like milkman, news, like newspaper man, um, the business people, or like the mailman, right? Is that what? They mean? I've I've heard of this. I've heard um a riddle similar to this. So, wait, when was it? Thursday, Monday, one Thursday morning. He discovers the murder of the old man who it's, lives alone. It's the milkman. Because there's two bottles of milk. Yeah, and it didn't say. And okay, so you know how it says Monday's newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it's Thursday morning, and like, why is there two bottles of milk? Oh, that's fresh. Yeah, Wait. it doesn't say it's fresh, but like, it doesn't say it's rotten either. So, it's the milk man. This is a very confusing I'm, one. I'm guessing. Okay, I, we'll, we'll go with the milkman. Sure, yeah, we're probably wrong, but we'll see. If it's not, then it's the postman because there's unopened mail. <laughs> but like, the question should be like, who's the suspect, and then give like, give like options, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that is just, part like, of figure it. Figure it out. Okay, I'm scared. If I'm wrong, I'll be sad. Ready? Three, two, one. No papers were delivered on Tuesday and Thursday. The newspaper oh. boy. Ah, uh, this is dumb. <laughs> no papers. This is confusion. Okay, next one. We've only gotten one right so far. Yeah. Okay. A man has been shot to death in his car. There are no powder marks on his clothes, indicating that the gunman wasn't in the car. But all the windows are up, the doors are locked, and there are no bullet holes in the car. How was he murdered? What? 
so this guy, he got shot. And there are no, they know that there's no gunman in the car. And everything in the car was octa. I'm thinking, like, it, it has to be a play on the word shot again, right? Like the, oh. the camera one. Oh my gosh, imagine. Um, like, no, but he's dead. What? So it couldn't be the driver. And was the man the driver? The, the mm. man who died, was he the driver? I'm not sure. <sighs> the doors are locked. The windows are locked. Wait, why would you need powder marks to show that there was a gunman in the car? So, um, when you, like, shoot a gun, there's, like, powder residue from the bullet. And if it's on your then it shows that you were shot. Oh. So, if there was no powder marks on his clothes, that means the gunman was far. But the windows are up, like, and the doors are locked, and there are no bullet holes in the car. So, the car was fine. He just... So, there has to be another opening. Okay. What if it's, like... Could it could it be like one of those cars that like don't have a roof, like a convertible car, right? You know, I think I think that's the best answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that's our answer. I don't know. The I answer. have no logical. <gasps> we got it right. Woo! The car <laughs> is a convertible, and the roof was closed after the man had been shot. Haha. Yes. Okay. So. This will be our last riddle. If you're listening along and you want to play this for this specific riddle, make sure you have something to write down on because um, there are numbers involved. So the riddle goes, a detective working on an international oil smuggling case disappears. His case notes list three suspects and a code, Bill, comma, John, comma, Terry. And then the numbers, 710, altogether, space, 57735, space, 34, space, 5508, space, 51, space, 7718. So that is the code that he has on the case notes. The question is, can you break the code and find the suspect's name? Let's do it. Okay. I feel like, oh. There's three suspects, and it's Bill, John, or Terry. Okay. So, 710. I was thinking it could be like seven, like you do A, B, C, but zero would be something else. I'm trying to add up the numbers. Wait, no, but it wouldn't make sense because... <gasps> The, if you look at, like, the numbers, like, the groups of numbers together, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six grouped numbers together. But there's only, like, out of those three names, mm-hmm. the name with the longest amounts of letters is Terry. And that has five letters only. Um, could it be, like, phone? <gasps> oh, a phone number? Like, the keys. No, one isn't anything, though. True. Dang, this is hard. Maybe we do have Maybe to you add, add all the numbers. What if you add all the numbers and then, like, need something? How many, how many letters are in the alphabet? 26, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so that wouldn't work. 
I tried adding the numbers from like the groupings, but it doesn't work. Seven one zero. If you add that eight eight H, no. Five five plus seven plus seven plus seven plus three plus five is twenty seven. Maybe upside down. Upside down. Nope, I don't. <laughs> I don't Bill, think. it's Bill. Okay, like if you oh. switch upside down. Oh my god! Like Bill is Bill is Bill is boss. Bill is boss. <laughs> okay, let me write it. Like boss. maybe it'll make sense if you do it like this. So seven oh my god. one. Zero, Wait, I need to like five. stand up for this. Bill is. Boss, boss, what's four? What can four be? Four, three, boss sells, sells. Oh, Bill okay. is boss at sell. Bill is boss, he sells. Oil, oil. It says oil. <gasps> Bill, it's Bill. It is. Right? Yeah. Or Bill is the boss. And he it's sells Bill. oil. Oh, yeah. Bill is boss. He sells oil. So he's the one who killed because he wanted the oil for himself, I'm guessing. Well, no, th- there's no killing in this. Oh, wait, it's okay. an international oil smuggling case disappears. Oh, a detective working. Oh, he doesn't so, want to find out because he's the yeah, boss. So Bill did it. Bill yeah. made the detective disappear so he could continue his oil smuggling business dang okay i think this is it i think this is it this is good okay ready this is the answer (gasps) bill is this yeah oh my god yes i'm so happy dude that's awesome how did how did you figure that out that's so cool i just like thought like i don't know it just came to me Oh my god. <laughs> Woo, we got another Yes. One. We got like three, so we're fifty percent. We ended on there a good seven, note. But we saw the first one. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Oh my that god. That was really fun. Yay. It was fun. On that note, this will be the end of the episode. Make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast for trailers before each episode comes out. And once again, thank you so much to my guest, Hazel. We had Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We solved crimes. We are detectives now. Yes. For real. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Just wanted to add real quick that you can go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This way it can help my podcast grow and it can also help me create better content that you guys all love. Thank you all so much for listening and have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.